Okay. Well, three and a half hosts again. No, no. <laughs> Mark, you can also. There's more blondies in my purse if you want something else. Okay. I think that was a sex thing. Um, no, Mark's watching Iron Fist, and he's watching an episode without me. And I actually came to do this episode, leave and left with twelve minutes left of the second episode of Iron Fist. Yeah. What'd you think so far? Eh. Yeah, it's it's kind of slow to start. Um, I mean, it's still it's good. Yeah, it's not it's not terrible, but it doesn't start out sort of as crazy good as the uh, as Daredevil or Jessica Jones or. Well, you know, what it is? for me, it's one thing I can't get past, and it is a minor thing, is that the dad looks older than his or looks younger than his son. Who Farmer? Like, yeah, it's. Far? It's not Faramir. It's they. His dad is Faramir. I thought it wasn't Faramir. That doesn't sound right to me. No, Faramir. Faramir. Yeah, Faramir was uh, Harold Meacham. I can't. Yeah, yeah, no, I know, I know, I know. It's I know it's Faramir's brother. I just didn't recognize this Theramir. I thought. No, Theoden. Theoden is the king of Rohan. No, I didn't say Theoden. I I was saying I thought it was, and then I made a f sound. Oh. But you would know. You would know. Um, but he looks younger than his son. Really? I don't, uh... Oh, I can't. I hate his son. I hate the actor who plays his son. I think he's a good actor. I hate the way he looks. Well, I don't want to spoil anything, but you might come, you might come to a point where it makes sense that he looks unnaturally young. I'll just say that. Oh, is it something to do with the hand? Why would you do that? (laughs) Don't spoil for me. I didn't spoil. Let's but that see. okay, maybe that makes sense. I'm only at episode two. Yeah. So But But anyways, we start recording, so good evening everybody and welcome to episode number thirty six of Dance Robot Dance. Uh, and uh my name is Tim. I will be trying to steer this rudderless fucking ship this evening. And with me we have uh Christy shoving cake in her face. Shoving crack in my face. <laughs> and we have a newly re-employed Mark. I'm not going to sing, so... Newly <laughs> re-employed. <laughs> I sang for you. <laughs> I, told you guys wouldn't, I told you guys it wouldn't take me long to find a job. <laughs> exactly. Uh, how's everybody doing this week? Good. I'm tired. I'm, I'm now tired, too, yes. <laughs> tired. Yeah, I know I always you. start off the episode saying I'm tired, but I gave blood today. And um, almost fainted. <laughs> so that's why your fainted. your pallor is even more pallid than usual. That's why I'm so vanilla today. That's why I had to <laughs> eat vanilla cake to bring me back. To- you should be eating like blood cake to, <laughs> to or or a red velvet cake or something like blood that. Blood cake to, to give you more blood. That's how <laughs> that works, creepy, right? That's such a creepy thought. Would <laughs> you, you like eat, some blood cake? You eat red foods in order to. Get, Generate more blood. You should have said blood pudding. That too. I'm a scientist. (laughs) (laughs) I'm a number five. (laughs) Um. So, all right, let's uh, let's jump into the news this week. It hasn't been that long since we recorded last, so there's not a whole lot of stuff going on. But uh, a few little bits and pieces. I don't know if you guys saw this, but uh, Stan Lee posted on Facebook that he's feeling a little better now. Oh, that's said, good. Been, yeah, he posted, been feeling almost backed up up to snuff, so time to send out the battle cry, Excelsior. That was, <laughs> that was good to see. Yeah, it was exciting to see that he's like feeling better. I'm happy that uh, yeah. Stan's like, on the mend or 
Yeah. Whatever. So. Yeah. I I I'm uh I used to follow Stan Lee on Facebook, but at one point like his staff or whatever that handles his social media um spoiled something really really bad on Walking Dead. Like some oh, some character that was going to die or something like that and I was like, "Well, I'm not following you anymore, Stanley." Yeah, <laughs> you that can't sucks. trust your fucking staff members. <laughs> yeah, that, that sucks. Blows. But I did see it getting poster, posted around, at least, that he's feeling better. So, uh, Let's see. Here's one that uh, Mark won't give a shit about. Uh, but there's a new Pokemon Go event going on right now. Christy, All those not- items? Uh, there's two, actually. So uh, one is... Uh, what Christy's talking about is that... Uh, um, if you get one Pokestop... Uh, hit one Pokestop every day for seven days straight. On the seventh day, you'll get a random, like, one of the new evolution items that came out with the Gen 2 Pokemon, uh, which is awesome. It's because those have not been dropping very much. Like, I play no. quite a bit, and I've only gotten two so far. Uh, it, you know, in, like, the two months or whatever since they released the Gen 2 Pokemon. Um, yeah, so I got my first one today. I got the upgrade, which... Uh, is used to evolve Porygon into Porygon 2. But I don't have enough candies to use it yet, so I'll have to hold off on that. Hmm. Um, but the other one is that there's a water festival going on right now. So it started yesterday, and, and basically for the next week, all the water Pokemon are going to be spawning at much higher rates, even if you don't like live by a body of water. That's what's going on. I was like, what the hell is with all these water Pokemon? <laughs> so yeah, I got a shit ton of uh, Magikarp and Seal and uh, stuff like that. So I'm getting close to actually being able to evolve my Girarados, uh pretty soon. Gyarados? Like, yeah, that. I'm like, what the hell is wrong with you? I'm like 30 or 40 candies away from being able to evolve that now, which is good because yes- until yesterday I was like 150 candies away from being able to evolve it. So, I am desperate to get a Gyarados. I've been working so hard. I have like 300 candies. (laughs) Yeah, I'm like 360 or something like that now. Um, Every time I see a Magikarp, I've been using the Pinat Berries to get extra candies from them. Yeah. And I also, I fucking, I hatched a second uh, Snorlax from a 10k egg yesterday. So now (gasps) I have two Snorlaxes. I have two Snorlaxes. They are fun. Yeah. They are powerful. Yeah, that's my highest uh, highest level, or highest CP Pokemon right now. So let's move on before uh, Mark just fucking disconnects on us. So many water Pokemon. Yeah, Christy's showing her uh, nearby Pokemon screen right now, which does have a lot Visual of Visual bits. Yeah, I'm also hoping I can uh, get, what else? I'd like to be able to finally evolve an Omanite into an Omastar too, which I haven't That would be yet. very cool. Um, let's see. All right, let's go to comic book news, which is something Mark will actually give a shit about, although it's DC, so maybe not. But, All right, uh, I'll check out now. Yeah, <laughs> now Chrissy can fuck off. Uh, so DC announced they're doing what is basically like the first sort of major crossover in the Rebirth universe, which is going to be called Dark Days. Nice. Yeah. Uh, Mark, did you read anything about that, or...? I've been uh, I've been a little disconnected from the world this week, so I haven't really had a chance to like look at even Reddit actually. So no, so tell me, tell me what's well, going on. Uh, it's going to be um, written by Scott Snyder and James Tinney in the fourth. 
uh, and drawn by Andy Kubert, Jim Lee, and John Romita Jr. So some fucking powerhouses on the writing and art team. I was going to say, that art team is, uh, that's some big name art team right there. Yeah. And uh, there hasn't been a whole lot of details and stuff released. I think they're actually planning to do like a live stream announcement um, sometime in the next couple of days or something like that. Um, but uh, Snyder has had, oh no, uh, on Sunday, April the 2nd, I guess, is when they're going to do like a full announcement on it. Um, but, uh, oh, I guess Mark Millar is also coming back to DC too. That'll be nice. Really? Yeah, he hasn't worked for DC in like a decade. Oh wait, no, maybe not. Never mind. No, Greg Capullo's coming back. Yeah, but he's, Af- after uh, working on a, on a series with Mark Millar. After oh, yes. Okay, yeah, yeah. I'm still waiting for the trade for that to come out. Yeah. Um. But uh, yeah, so it's going to be very Batman centric, apparently, and it's going to sort of be the capstone to his. Uh, Batman run, so Court of Owls and Zero Year and all that sort of stuff. So the family and all that other good stuff that Scott Snyder's been doing with Batman since he took it over. Yeah, so uh, yeah, he's just saying that there have been a lot of like little teasers and stuff hinted at this throughout his time on Batman and writing other books and stuff like that. So whatever that is, it'll be interesting to see for sure. I really like that Scott Snyder's become like the premier writer at DC after a couple of years of it being like way too much Jeff Johns doing leading everything. So it is nice that Scott Snyder's kind of like, I mean, I know Jeff Johns is still there, but it's nice that Snyder's getting like his due. Yeah. They're not, they're not leaning just entirely on Jeff Johns, which is good because I think it's given Jeff Johns time to maybe work more on the movie universe, which hopefully will start to, come through more that now that Zack Snyder's getting uh his control stripped away from that a little more. Yeah. Well there's a t- the uh the next trailer for Justice League comes out on Saturday, I think I saw a thing. On yeah, there's a today. there's a teaser for it today that was very Aquaman heavy. So Yeah. yeah. Um, Aquaman I contributed. Yeah, Christy's drinking wine. So singing. Drinking wine, sing about Aquaman. <laughs> he likes fish, but not fish sticks like Kanye. What? Kanye what? likes fish sticks? I remember Kanye is he's like, what what is it? Something about a gay fish. Oh yeah. Do you like fish sticks? Yeah. When you're a gay fish. Ah! And Kanye, it's on South Park. And then <laughs> Kanye like doesn't get the joke, so he goes around murdering people because he's so pissed off because he's like I'm, I'm not gay fish and then finally he embraces the fact that he's a gay fish because he doesn't get the joke and he goes into the sea to be a gay fish right I don't remember that South I Park contributed <laughs> um alright let's uh, there, there's something that everybody will have a little more interest in uh, is that um, Bob Iger, who's the CEO of Disney, uh, seems to have revealed a little bit more about the Han Solo solo movie. The Han Solo solo movie. I'm intrigued. Uh, uh, which is, it sounds like it's going to f- follow his solo's life from the age of 18 to 24, show the origin of the Millennium Falcon, uh, nice. and it says you'll also discover how he got his name, which sort of suggests that Han Solo might actually be an alias. It's not his real name. Ooh. Yeah. His real name's like 
Grindelwald Humperdink. <laughs> His real name is Harry Potter. <laughs> everybody just blows everybody's mind or something. Oh, no. I come from a wizarding world. My parents are dead. <laughs> Although, don't that we already would, know what happened sense. for Harry Potter between like ages 18 and 24? Yeah, banging, but we don't banging know. Banging Jenny what, Weasley. You know, Ginny. You know That's what we don't bad. know? You know what we don't know? We don't know what happened to Jesus from the ages of 14 to 32. Uh, Isn't there like a a secret gospel or something like that out there that's supposed to tell that? Well, maybe it's the story of Han Solo. not official. Yeah, there you go. It's the Han (laughs) Solo movie. It's the Han Solo movie. It's the gospel. There you go. We'll go with that instead of my my nerdy actual answer. There you go. No, isn't there like an apostolic fuck? What the hell? Not, is not, but it's called Gnostic texts, where it's like right, texts that are not endorsed by the Catholic Church and then are not included in any Bible and stuff like that. That are supposed yeah. to because they weren't written by white guys. <laughs> None of them were written by fucking white guys. They were yeah. written by Middle Eastern guys. Yeah. So it's totally not written by white guys. <laughs> <laughs> um, like black they Jesus. Don't, yeah, but they don't like go along with like the church's like the story of Jesus that they want to portray, so they don't mm. include them in anything. So, I yeah. am Moroni, the all American prophet. Wait, Christians cherry picking uh, gospel and and Bible stories? That doesn't sound no. right at all. That doesn't that doesn't sound right, eh? Yeah, I wouldn't <laughs> uh, I wouldn't know anything about that. So, guys, uh, we all know that Jesus was a blonde haired, blue eyed Catholic. Yeah, exactly. No yeah. Middle Eastern Jews. Super tan. The heretics. Yeah, yeah. All the yep. heretics were Middle Eastern Jews. Just <laughs> uh, kidding. Yeah. It's not true. Yeah, I think this is going to be an episode where we are potentially going to offend a lot of people. No, I'm going to have a disclaimer for our meat of the episode. <laughs> I'm. I'm actually look. I'm spoiling for a fight with both of you tonight. So <laughs> fair enough. I have things to say that are going to upset both of you, I think. <laughs> I have uh, things to say. <laughs> things well, before, to say. before we get to that, uh, there was a little bit more of the uh, Han Solo movie uh, news in that Woody Harrelson said that he's going to be playing a character named Beckett, who is kind of criminal and a mentor to Han. Apparently that's all he is allowed to say at this point. Honestly, cool. he, probably, he probably wasn't even allowed to say that, but he was probably high, and so he did say it anyways. I wish that... I thought you were going to say Woody Allen, and that would have been <laughs> a much better sentence. <laughs> I just uh, I, I just think that you should maybe go steal something to, to prove yourself. You're, n- you're never going to make the Kessel Run in less than 12 <laughs> sex. You should kiss that princess. <laughs> I know they don't meet yet, but I could just see it being weird <laughs> yeah. and great. She'd but be like really young if they met before the first movie. Da, da, yeah. da, 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 da. Like really young. Woody yeah. Harrelson, I guess. Also, this is I wasn't planning to talk about this, but I did see something that said that he's uh, he stopped smoking weed. Actually, he quit <gasps> it. Woody. Why? Yeah. Sometimes you just gotta. Sometimes yeah. you gotta quit. Yeah, that that was about all the news that I had. I mean, I, there was like some stupid little video game, I guess, that came out this week. That uh, I don't know. God, some people are excited about it. How dare you! <laughs> so yes, Mass Effect Andromeda <laughs> released this week. And I'm Christie's copy was delayed by Amazon. 
<laughs> it was so bad. The game the was? Waiting, the, waiting. the waiting. <laughs> oh, my God. So, okay, okay, okay. I'm taking the conversation for a minute, you know, because I never do that. So, okay. So, Amazon didn't friggin' deliver my game on the day they said they delivered my game. So, I come home, and Mark is texting me being like, babe, I'm really sorry it didn't come. And I was like, ah, nah, I did. He's just playing. <laughs> so, I got home, and I was like, oh, is this, like, the surprise party where, like, it was, you know, you were doing something else? And he was like, no, it's really not here. And I was like, no. So, I went searching around the house. He was like, no. <laughs> babe, it's not here. I wouldn't lie to you about Mass Effect. And I was like, nah, you're kidding. And so I kept looking. He was like, hon, it's it's not here. And so I was like, you're not, it's, it's not here? <laughs> it took me a, and I went outside to look and I was like, did you put it back in the mailbox? And he was like, <laughs> Christy, it's not here. And so I had to like sit down and I just picked up Dragon Age and was like, well, at least this is Bioware. <laughs> like, <laughs> I was so bummed, and um, I ended up, uh, it was the only night I had free, because I've been working on, I, I had this tonight, and rehearsal tonight as well, for Sister Act, and I've been working on a video for my sister for a competition that's due tomorrow, so I've had, like, I haven't been able to even play more than 15 minutes of it, I just made my character. What, oh, it, it did, it did finally anime. arrive, though? Yeah, but the animation's all weird, and it looks like a Telltale game, and I have I don't know how I feel about it, and I'm already stressed out, and it looks more like Dragon Age than it does Mass Effect, and it makes me sad, and I don't know how to feel. I haven't read much about it, but I have seen that there's uh, there are supposed to be some like stupid little glitches and stuff like that in it. Um, yeah, and the the reviews for it are not 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 so good. Not not, so not, good. not terrible. But they're, yeah, they're not, not terrible. Great. It's it had a weird. It, well, I don't know what it's sitting at at Metacritic right now, but when seventy four on PS four is it seventy four? Okay. Oh. yeah, it was around seventy five or seventy six when I looked earlier in the week, so it must be coming down a little bit. But there was like review stuff where like the reviews were better, but like the fans were like really oh, irate yeah. online about it. Like people were pissed. The user <laughs> score on Mass uh, is uh, four point three. Oof. Here's the thing, though. Here's the thing. If you look at the... I went on Metacritic yesterday and looked before, like, played it. Um, just for, like, a minute. I didn't actually read much because I didn't want to. But the reality is the critics are looking at it from a critical standpoint. They're not looking at it from a I fucking love Mass Effect, I'm shaking because I love Mass Effect so much standpoint. Whereas, like, the fans, I think, haven't had the time yet to really dig into it it's only been out for like two and a half days so mm. they're writing their first impressions but if you really look there's not a lot of space between the scores of like one and two or it's scored like eight to ten there's no real five six sevens or threes i guess it was the only other number i didn't say but um <laughs> because people are really upset about how it looks and they haven't experienced the story yet. So I'm holding out for the story, but I'm pretty pissed at how it looks. I can understand why people are feeling this way because it doesn't look refined. Like Mass Effect 3 was friggin' gorgeous. Like it was a beautiful game and I had the remastered copy, but... And this, this is like a step back from that? It is. It looks like a Telltale game and I think it's because either they have a new team that has been working on it or they wanted to like give it a different vibe to like show that it's in the future and separate it from the old mass effect world. I don't know if it's because they thought they relied so heavily on motion cap. Um, 
So like, I don't, I don't know. I don't know what the what the thing Isn't is yet. It, this is the first Mass Effect on the current generation of systems too. Like this yes. is the first Mass Effect on PlayStation Four slash Xbox One, right? Exactly. So, yes. You one would assume they might have had to, if not build a completely new engine, then at least pretty substantially tweak the old engine. Yeah. So. I just I haven't I haven't been able to play much yet. I'm nervous to cast judgment because I'm a story girl above everything. But for me, it just looks like a telltale game, but like telltale like um Back to the Future telltale before they'd really gotten the mechanics down. I w- yeah. would argue they've never really gotten the mechanics down, but that's <laughs> They've gotten better. Neither here nor there. there. I do not like that Batman game. So. Well, that's true. But did you play Walking Dead? Because those are fantastic. Weapons. I played the first one, and it. Oh, uh, like play the, the first, others. But I just eh. the Telltale games don't do much for me. Like that whole. Oh, see, I love them. Story kind of like you're not really doing anything. It's a like, I don't even know what to call it's a guided it. Guided story yeah. kind of thing. Yeah. It's more like old schooly without you know being eight bit graphics. Yeah. Um, but Wolf Wolf Among Us is one of my top ten games of all time. Like it's been, it's so good, and that's a Telltale game. Yeah, so, no, I like, love I love Telltale in large part because they grabbed some of those old LucasArts properties, which are very near and dear to me, and made them good again. Monkey um, Island, Monkey Island, yeah, and uh, Sam and Max, and yeah, uh, awesome. and then they their, their strong bad games were actually really good as well. <laughs> they were pretty funny. Yeah, so. Yeah, yeah so, I, I really like Telltale games for their sense of humor and, and storytelling and that sort of thing. Yeah, it's a story experience. It's not so much, like, it is a game because they the story is so good that it drives you to be engaged mm-hmm. in a new way of gameplay that's, you know, still lying on it, relying on its laurels of old school, like, um, you know, point and click adventure. Yeah. But, um,. With Mass Effect, though, I am I am reserving my judgment until I'm, you know, five to ten hours in. Because I find that with Mass Effect, a lot of the time, it does take... you got to get through the gruelingness of it first, and you got to adjust. You have to adjust to the game. And I love it so much that i gotta, I got to give it its... i got to give it its time. i got to give it its time. I'm pissed, but i got to give it its time. Fair enough. <laughs> <sighs> Stay tuned, dear listeners, for the thrilling conclusion of Christy Review's Mass Effect Andromeda. It won't be a thrilling conclusion. It's going to be like 84 parts. Yeah, but exactly. I, the ongoing saga. I just need my Turians. I just need to meet my Turian. I just need to see if there is a Garrus Vicarian that I can fall in love with. Because I'm, I'm, feeling, I'm feeling the stress of it. And I, I just, I don't, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. There's a lot of drama here, folks. A lot of drama. It's very... This is very exciting. <laughs> I miss him. <laughs> uh, that, so that was all the news that I had. Did you guys have anything that I missed? or? Uh, nope. All right. Well, then, let's move on to our Geek of the Week. <laughs> uh, we haven't heard from Mark in a little bit while Christy sploshed all over. Well, not really sploshed. Reservedly sploshed on uh, Andromeda. Uh, so, Mark, what was your geekiest thing you've done since Saturday? Since Saturday, um, there isn't much. I've just been I've been kind of doing cleanup on on uh, Breath of the Wild. So I'm like I'm kind of through Endgame and like just doing the rest of the side quests and fiddling around with stuff and killing the big bosses and leveling up armor and stuff like that, just to kind of 
make sure I haven't missed anything. Wait, so you beat Ganon before you beat all the other big bosses? Because it's like an open world kind of thing? Well, the big bosses don't, like, you... How did, I'm, trying to, I, I'm trying to figure out how to describe it without spoiling it. Yeah. I've gone through all the dungeons and like the main story quests, but mm. there are giant kind of like... Like roving threat kind of things? Yeah, kind of creatures that wander around the, the okay. countryside kind of thing. And some of them are like... Some of them make Ganon look like a cakewalk. Like, <laughs> nice. There's, there's a set called the Linnells that are just like brutal fucking fights every time. Um, so I've gotten to the point where I'm kind of like hunting down like the silver one just to kind of see where I can like take shots at it and stuff like that and mm-hmm. whatever. So I'm just kind of at this point I'm just kind of like doing the Korok seed like quest and kind of like yeah. trying to get up to the point where I can completely. You got all 900 of those? No, 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 no. I'm just getting to the point where I can get, I can fill out the inventory slots. You only need about half of them to get all your inventory slots Unlocked. opened up. Yeah. So I'm just doing it to that point. The rest of them can go fuck themselves because it's just like the most monotonous goddamn thing in the world to do 900 <laughs> of those. But I love the Koroks. It's yeah, my favorite they're, Zelda characters. They're literally giving you a little thing of shit every time. Like yeah. the seeds are little things of <laughs> shit. <laughs> and then, so now what I do as I get annoyed is like if you have to pick up a rock and you're standing right in front of it, you can drop the rock and it falls right on the little fucker's head. Mark so. does that too and they always just go, oh, ouch. Ouch! Ouch! Yeah, so I've been doing that pretty regularly because I'm just like, I gotta get the 441 seeds apparently, and I'm at like 360 something, and it's making me crazy. So every time I find one and I have to pick up a rock to find it, I'm dropping a fucking rock on its head. Mark does that too, and I'm like, why would you hurt them like that? And he's like, because they're annoying. (laughs) They are annoying. I'm like, but they're so cute, and all they want to do is give you some poo. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, but I'm I'm really excited for I don't know how long it'll be now that Mass Effect's out until Christy actually sits down to play it, but I'm excited to like have you play it at least and like have somebody else that I can talk to about it because nobody else is playing it that I know except for Mark, number two. So I just talk to him then. I yeah. could do that. There is that, but I was talking about like on the podcast, like uh, yeah. <laughs> we could bring generation. him back on. He hasn't we been could. on in a while. It is true. We haven't had him on in a long time. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm not sure. We we still don't have a line on a Switch, so there there's more sort of getting released in batches now. Yeah. Uh, we do have the game at this point, but uh, it's not much good without the fucking console. So, yeah, it's going to be a bit no. before we get to play. Well, and, and then Alicia will play before I play. Yeah. Uh, so, it'll be Yeah, that's going to be that's going to be a two-week event, I would assume, so. Yeah, I I still think she might end up taking some time off to sit down and crash through it because she does have a bunch of time off saved up anyways i was uh i was very fortunate that that came out just as like my i was kind of ramping up into getting a new job as opposed to like if it came out this week and i was starting a new job i'd be like i think i'm just gonna quit already guys i think i need to quit i think i need to leave (laughs) and just go play zelda but i had like the week where i could just like really rock through it and that was kind of nice so all right christy what was your geek of the week uh probably waiting for mass effect (laughs) Um, and, uh, getting really excited about Mass Effect, and, um... Then kind of let down by Mass Effect? Then kind of let down by Mass Effect! But, (laughs) we'll see, we'll see. I, I'm actually, I'm having a hard time right now, because I was through, I was going through Dragon Age, um, and thought I'd be done Dragon Age, but because I've been so busy... I've only put in 40 hours, and uh, I'm not even halfway through the game. And I'm just like, well, shit. 
because now I'm invested in Dragon Age, but it's not Mass Effect, and Mass Effect is sitting there just like, why, why haven't you played me more yet? You had me for a day, why haven't you played me more? And I had yeah. dreams about it. What? How did it take you so long to get to Dragon Age? It's uh, been up I, for like two years, right? I know, I had other things. Um, I, uh, You know what it was, Dragon Age? I, I, I tried it once and was finding it hard to get into because it was just so big. And usually, like... I, I, it would ha- I had to play Witcher to be able to play Dragon Age. I had to love Witcher to be able to take on something that big. You know what I mean? Because, like, I had never experienced a game like that before, save Skyrim, which isn't the same, but, like, Skyrim was that same sort of open-worldy exploration, and I RPG hated though. it. I yeah. hated it. I hated Skyrim. I bought Skyrim the day it came out, and I was like, this is fucking bullshit because like i just kept getting killed by friggin wolf like uh saber tooth tigers i've talked about this before it's have like, fun uh have fun with that first like 10 hours of uh, breath of the wild then because i know one hit <laughs> kills constantly one hit kills i've been watching mark play ruined in the first couple hours of a game, uh, play in that one so <laughs> but yeah so uh that's why it took me so long but now i'm like into dragon age oh that's the other thing i watched the cullen romance again this week because i love him and i can't have him in my game and it makes it like it's you know friggin eve at the apple tree and i'm just like ah. so <laughs> i'm the same way though like yeah i i can't i uh, get really annoyed if i like have to leave something behind and like I, I i don't like having multiple like games on the go at the same time that kind of right? thing yeah I, lo- I really out. like to finish one, uh, which is annoy, which is even harder for me because like I'd like to hundred percent things and you know do all the collectibles and shit. So I can't oh, wait to hear yeah. you trying to hundred percent Breath of the Wild. I will. Um, that's going to be a hilarious four year long process. <laughs> it may be. It's taken me probably four or five months to get through Wind Waker, but I haven't been playing a whole lot at a time. Yeah. So yeah, but that's the problem. Like I really enjoy getting the trophies now. I never used to really care about trophies, but now I'm like getting into trophies. And um, when I when I miss a small trophy or like it's like on your second playthrough, I'm like, God damn it! Like, who has the time to play Dragon Age again? Yeah, yeah. I don't get the the trophy thing is when as one of those things that I've never understood. Like, I don't get that like super hardcore. Like, I don't, I need to platinum everything or like whatever it is on Xbox, like, 1,000 points or whatever, I guess, um, this game or something like that. Like, that has never made sense to me in the slightest. Um, like, it just always frustrates me when I see that kind of stuff. Even games that, like, you would think I would platinum, like like an Arkham Knight or something like that, I'm like, yeah. no, I don't have the fucking time to do that because some of the Nobody challenges the are just, like, yeah. ridiculous. So I did, uh, talking about, like, sort of doing being completist and finishing games, I've learned something about Wind Waker that even Alicia didn't know about this week, which is apparently that there's some uh, stupid fucking trophies. I don't know if you guys remember, it was it came out on it was N64, right? GameCube. Yeah. GameCube? Oh, GameCube. Yeah, GameCube. N64 is Ocarina of Time, and yeah. uh, GameCube was Wind Waker. Majora. So on Wind Waker, you could hook up your fucking Game Boy Advance to it, and like, to use it for certain things and certain yeah, games kind of thing. Yeah, so you'd use it as the tingle tuner in uh, Wind Waker, which would that let you find scary. like seek. Yeah, it does. Yeah. Uh, well, you should. If you've ever, you ever seen, have you ever seen Tingle? He's a filthy little piece of shit. So yeah, he's he's, a, he's he's actually. 
the t- tingle type of person is probably one of the people that are like on my uh, list for our meat of the episode. I'll say that. <laughs> um, so, but yeah, so, and it would like help you find like secrets and stuff like that. Apparently there are these five statues throughout the game in different temples that are tingle statues that are statues of tingle in various, <laughs> Christy's loving this, uh, in, in various, in various tingle poses, if you will. <laughs> And uh, you would need to use the tingle tuner to find the tingle statues. <laughs> and Alicia had no idea that these fucking things existed because she didn't have a tingle tuner or she didn't have a Game Boy Advance when she was played through it on uh, GameCube. And apparently, there, you can't. There's no way to detect them in Wind Waker HD. <laughs> we broke <laughs> because there's no tingle tuner. And <laughs> so apparently the only way to get these things in Wind Waker HD is to go to the places where they appear and just drop a bomb there and it makes them show up. So I found this out and I'm not quite through. Like I just have the very last like Ganon's Tower to do. And uh, so, but now I found out I have to go back through all the fucking temples in order to find these statues. <laughs> Oh, that's funny. Oh, that's funny. So. Oh, little tingle tutor. Yeah. <laughs> just drop a bomb. Just, yeah, you just gotta drop a bomb to with your tingle tuner. It sounds like you're taking a peanut poo. <laughs> I remember stealing my brother's Game Boy Advance to do that with Wind Waker on the GameCube. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, because he was, he was a big portable like gamer kind of thing. Always has mm-hmm. been. Um, and he had it, so I was like, I'll buy the adapter and shit so that I can see what this nonsense is about, that they're talking about connecting this game to the Game Boy Advance. Yeah. So I did it on the GameCube version, but on the when I played through the Wii U version, I didn't really... I knew they were there, so I bombed a couple of them just to kind of see if they were still there, because for some reason my sense memory of it like being there, be, I was like, oh yeah, there's a secret here or something like that, so I bombed yeah. it and it, it worked, but I was like... Not to the point where I'm like going to go try and find the other three or four that I missed or whatever. So, yeah, yeah. But I, I told Alicia about those and like her, be, even her being like a crazy Zelda fan. She's like, I had no idea that those things existed. Like basically, oh. what happened was I went back and I was reading through a uh, walkthrough just to for all the stuff that I'd already done, just to make sure that there was nothing that I'd missed, kind of thing. And it started talking about these statues, and I was like, what the fuck is this shit? And yeah, so that was interesting. Yeah, definitely replay value. But I, I've also had the same sort of thing. Like I've only played Wind Waker once before, and it was I don't know five or six years ago or something like that. And uh, I definitely had a, a lot of places where I could go back and be like, oh yeah, I remember there's something here that I need to get, or yeah, uh, you know, or remembering how to do certain puzzles and yeah. that kind of thing without having to, you know, just do trial and error or whatever. It was definitely like playing through it again, like with the streamlining, like what they did with the Wii. I I think I was far enough removed from it that like I didn't remember how annoying some of the stuff was in the GameCube version, mm-hmm. like that they they streamlined down. But there was like the end where you're doing the uh, the Triforce Shard collection and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. The fact that they, I actually was kind of annoyed how much they cut out of that search because it made it feel a lot almost too easy to do. In a yeah. way, well, I think I think it really slows down the plot, though. Like having to take a big break, like right at the end of the game, and go fucking hunt down like nine different yeah. pieces of Triforce, or well, maps, and then pieces of Triforce. Yeah, I remember it being really annoying 
when I played the GameCube version, but then I was playing through the Wii U version and I was like, oh wait, I'm already done. Like I have the Triforce already. Like it's ready to go. Like I felt like I should have put a little bit more effort into it. Like yeah, they they simplified it too much. I think maybe I don't know. Yeah, yeah. I mean that's a that's a fine line. I think. Yeah. Um, yeah. So well, for me, my geek of the week, I definitely I did play a fair amount of Wind Waker, but I probably played more Pokemon Go this week. Uh, last night I ended up going for one of my pokemon go like runs and i was like oh it's just gonna be quick you know i'm gonna go up to the cemetery run around in, and come back and i did that and then of course there's all this was the first day of this water festival so i was like oh god all the fucking water pokemon and i kept seeing ones that were like on my nearby and i would go run even further to get to them and then i would be like oh shit there's a gym nearby that you know i can go level up and put a pokemon in and shit like that and then like two and a half hours later i finally get home and i'm like yeah that was like a lot about twice as long as i intended that run to be so uh but i've definitely just in the past couple days got like three or four new pokemon that i didn't have before uh either evolved or caught in the wild so yeah i like these little events and stuff that they do to well they need to do them to keep their people yeah that too Are, are they still i haven't really been keeping up are they still like uh bleeding uh users i don't know I just enjoy it, so I just enjoy it. Yeah. Yeah, me too. I mean, every time, like, I follow, uh, not Niantic, but um, the Pokemon Go, like, official page, so I yeah. can see, like, when they're having events and stuff, and every time there's just so much vitriol for the company in the comments, like, I live in the middle of nowhere, there's not enough Pokemon near where I am. I'm like, well, that's because you, walk. yeah, that's because you live in the middle of fucking nowhere, and that's your decision, and... <laughs> You don't have access to all the things that people do living in living in urban areas, and that's just part of it. So, yeah. like, I mean, what do you expect? You expect them to like look at every spot on the map that doesn't have anything and put stuff there? No, that's not how it works. Yeah. But um, no, I with Pokemon Go, I just I just enjoy it, but I still get embarrassed when people see me doing it, so I pretend like I'm not doing it. <laughs> yeah, like I, it's weird for me because like some like. I was doing it on my lunch break today. Like I went uh, into like a mall food court for lunch and uh, I was playing it like in my fucking like full suit at work uh, playing Pokemon Go. And I'm sure people look at me and they're like, what the fuck is this guy doing? But I just don't give a shit anymore. I do. I care a little bit just because I'm surrounded by, you know, um, judgmental students. Mm. I'm like, don't look at me. Well, that are probably also it. playing it. <laughs> yeah, to be fair, most yeah. of those guys are probably actually playing it. So I don't know how many of them are still playing it. Yeah. But I, uh, yeah, no, I've I've been catching them, and I was like, oh, this is fun. Yeah. It's a fun game. Yeah, it is. So, all right, well, with that, let's get on to our obnoxious meat of the episode. The lamy and some ham. <laughs> All right, so this week I uh, had uh, everybody take some time and think about uh, geeky things that annoy them, So, or geeky pet peeves, or, yeah, like ge- geeky uh, obnoxious things. So stuff that nerds do that you just don't fucking understand, or that really fucking get on your nerves... I'm going to go ahead and throw a disclaimer out there and say that we, you know, are not trying to fucking badmouth anybody. You know, there's probably exactly shit. Exactly what we're doing. Yeah, there's pro- obviously there's shit that we all do that probably doesn't make a lot of sense to anybody. Like, 
uh, mine and Mark's uh, music sorting habits that his mother does not understand. Yeah. Neither do I. <laughs> or Christy, which is why we put her to sleep last week. Oh my God, I bailed so hard I fell asleep. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I mean, there's just certain types of fans or things that people do or collect that will just never make sense to some people. So that's what we're here to talk about tonight. So in no specific order, just somebody pick something and we'll go from there. All right. Um, okay. Okay. I'll start. I'll start. So I'll keep my big one for, for last, but, um, something that drives me nuts and it's funny that we sort of were already talking about it is when, You're playing a game, and this happens a lot in Mark's store when I'm working there. So you're playing a game, and you're playing it at your own pace and enjoying it, but someone else who is like a hardcore gamer, I use air quotes, hardcore, um, decides that, um, you know, they're the best at it, and they will, like, tell you why you're playing it wrong. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? Like, (laughs) what do you mean you didn't, like go to the mountain like before you did that mission with the horse like what the fuck is wrong with you you're like well i just wanted a horse yeah i don't understand alicia and i both do that to each other absolutely like uh there are times where i'll like like her philosophy for games is usually just like fucking power through like not like i'm gonna attack this thing in the way it's supposed to be attacked like you know if there's something that's supposed you're supposed to kill with arrows because it's the easiest way she'll just go fucking hack at it with a sword for half an hour instead and i will just like watch her and get frustrated and like try not to say anything but she does the same thing to me like me like i play games with fucking spreadsheets right like, in order to keep track of all the collectibles and shit like that. Like, okay. that's how I keep track, which, Mark, I, that will not surprise either of you guys, I'm sure. No, no, I'm like, I'm, I'm literally shaking my head, but I'm like, I knew he was going to say something like that. <laughs> like, I have, I have a spreadsheet for my Wind Waker playthrough right now, where I was going through and, like, highlighting, you know, basically checking off every heart piece that I got, or every figurine that I got. Because otherwise, you know, how the fuck am I going to keep track? Um, I do that too, actually, sometimes. I don't write it out, but I, like, have um, things on my phone, like little lists that I I click. And yeah. I'm like, yeah, got it. Yeah, I do it on, like, a Google spreadsheet kind of thing. Yeah. Google Sheets. Uh, yeah. And that way I can, you know, check it, like, on my computer, on my phone. I have a bunch of lists that I keep track of like that. Yeah. Um, but that annoys Alicia, right? Like, she's like, no, this is <laughs> Alicia's messaging me right now and said... You suck all of the fun out of games with your spreadsheets. <laughs> That's so funny that she's messaging you because Mark messaged me a while ago being like, drop rocks on all those assholes when we were talking about the Koroks. <laughs> out of the wild. So. Yeah, you ruin games. <laughs> <laughs> but <laughs> we try not, I mean, at this point, you know, we both know that we've got our own playing styles and we try not to uh, get, you know, get on each other's nerves over it. Yeah, but that's different. You like each other. Yeah. Well, there. I, I think that's also partially, like, you'd said at one point you wanted to do an episode, like, talking about being a g- girl nerd. I think that is definitely something that happens a lot more to women. Like, that's basically, like, mansplaining. For oh, my nerds. God. Oh, my God. And that's, like, that's the big one that I'm going to talk about. I'm sure you could have seen that coming. But, like, um, and <laughs> I won't good. go into, like, heavy, heavy detail about it. Just, like, what annoys me about it. But this is, you're right. This is part of it. It's, like, when guys are, like, they're back, oh, backseat gaming. That's a totally, uh, that's another one. Yeah. Um, But, like, 
It is. It's male. It's mansplaining video games. And I'm like, listen, I've been playing video games since I was like five. Yeah. Okay. I get video games. I'm allowed to play a video game how I want to play a video game. Yeah. And one, it's a fucking video game, not a job or something like that. Like there's no wrong way to do it as long as you're enjoying yourself. Like, fuck you if I die a million times. It's my choice. I have always taken issue with people who will be like shitting on girls for having interests that are similar to theirs or like having doing this mansplaining thing. So I'm like, there was a time when there were no girls interested in this shit or they weren't telling anybody they were interested in this yeah, shit. Or they were, yeah. you, you couldn't find them anywhere. So it's really nice to have girls that are like interested in the same things as you. So <laughs> shut your fucking mouth and just enjoy the fact that there are girls around. Because yeah. there used to not be. But it's funny because, like, well, that's this will be for the my later comments. But it, it is. You're right, Mark. It's it's when guys are like that and then they're like, yeah, but, like, I mean, you don't – you just don't know. And you're like, oh. I just I, – I can like things that boys like. I Like, it's such – it's a, anyway, we'll get to that. We'll get to that. Go on to someone else. Well, while, here, while we're on the topic of, uh, of male – nerds there is one particular group of male nerds well a couple actually that uh that really get on my nerves and and fucking creep me the fuck out and it's the kind of guys that have those uh fucking like body pillows with teen anime characters depicted on them yeah so like adult male anime fans like i'm not talking like guys that are you know that like to watch like uh miyazaki or like akira or shit like that but like older dudes that like watching like fucking sailor moon or shit like that that's like you know squarely aimed at younger female audiences that shit creeps me out oh so like bronies too i was gonna say i was just gonna say bronies i'm like i have a similar creep out factor with the Bro- bronies, bronies was next on my list and it, it definitely there's definitely some crossover there yeah absolutely i i don't i don't even understand what the appeal is like and to be fair like i will I'm going to just say this ahead of time so that Paul doesn't get on my fucking shit again like this week because I've already gotten one feminist rant from Paul. <laughs> Gay Paul. Like, I understand that I am a fucking privileged white male, but like I don't get the fucking brony thing. Like I don't understand why that is like an acceptable fandom to have as a 30-something-year-old man. Like what the fuck, guy? I think that I don't, it doesn't bother me that guys like that stuff. It's, you know, like, you can like what you like. That doesn't bug me. It's when they push it on other people and they, like, need to prove why it's okay they like it. Yeah. I'm like, like, you just like it. It's okay if you like it. But, like, don't shove in my face why it's okay that you're a 36-year-old man who likes this. That makes it suspicious. Yeah. Yeah, it starts to feel creepy. I just just find the whole thing creepy, I think. And maybe that's me. Maybe I have a problem. Well, Maybe the, I'm a piece of shit. I don't know. But yeah. it just sounds... Uh, anytime I see, hear these guys talking about, like, oh, I'm really into, like, the new Sailor Moon movie that just came out or whatever. Or, like, you should really watch My Little Pony. The storytelling's excellent. And I'm like, yeah, the storytelling's excellent on fucking Breaking Bad, too. And at least that's meant for me. So, like, <laughs> watch something that grown-ups watch. Like, yeah, but I like kid shows like Steven Universe. I'm all about that. Catbug, he's hilarious. It was actually funny. When I was Googling uh, horrible fandoms before we did the episode, this the Steven Universe show was, like, number one on, like, five different lists. <laughs> because it's adorable and it's, like, totally... Everybody can love Steven Universe. Steven Universe is know. for everybody. I literally don't know what it is, but that's okay. You wouldn't like it. You wouldn't Oh, no, like obviously. It. I don't like anything, though. I think that's kind of become, like, the podcast's, like... That's true. One <laughs> of the tropes of our podcast is, like, Mark's going to be, like... Bitter. Yeah, bitter and annoyed at whatever you guys are talking about. 
Yeah, I mean, I so I know that there are probably you know adult male fans of anime or like male bronies that aren't creeps, but the ones that are the most like out there and the most visible are the fucking weirdos and creeps and shit like that, right? Yeah. That's the problem. And so, like, in particular with, like, bronies and shit like that, and this isn't just bronies, but I think it's the most glaring example, like, they have taken characters that are were made for children and in a lot of cases really fucking highly sexualized them. Yes. There's so much fucking My Little Pony porn out there to the point where, like, children are in danger if they go on the internet and try and fucking, like google derpy hooves or whatever they're quite likely to be watching like derpy hooves like taking it up the ass from a centaur or something <laughs> really yeah, yeah go on go on deviantart for like 10 minutes and you'll see at least one animated character fucking another animated character and it's usually oh yeah no drawn... that's really easy to find yeah yeah that's yeah. usually drawn by a 14 year old but <laughs> yeah it and still I mean... pops up pretty regularly so yeah, and that's the problem for me is that like it's just th- that that fandom or you know they've really sort of taken over that fandom like it's almost become more about them than it is about like the kids that watch those shows kind of thing, yeah. and that's creepy for me. No, I I can I can see that. Like Again, I don't... I stand I stand by my if you like it like it but just don't be like don't be weird. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And that's my problem, is that bronies and male anime fans are very often really weird. I just think it's funny that you brought creepy. up the pillow thing. I didn't think that was actually a thing until, oh, like, totally I, thing. I, oh, I, yeah. well, I, I knew yeah. it was a thing, but, like, I thought it was a joke because of that 30 Rock thing where they had James Franco James doing Franco! it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I was like, that's a joke, right? And then I kind of, like, I didn't, I don't want to say, like, I looked into it, like, that in depth, but, like, I did kind of, like, Google this shit, and I was like, oh, my God, there's, like, a whole world of these people that exist. And I was just like... Oh my god! It's Kami- Kamiko is his uh, Kamiko. body pillow. Kamiko san. Yeah, Kamiko yeah, san. Yeah. <laughs> and then I was like, and this it makes me. I'm like, and this is why I'm doing so well on Tinder, guys, because like, it's those people or bros, and I'm just like in the middle, not being creepy and not yeah. being a fucking douchebag. I'm like, wow, the world has opened up in front of me. And that's like a whole industry, right? Is like those like fucking super sexualized like body pillows. Well, it's even like I remember going to like Fan Expo or like going to Con and stuff like that, and seeing the the mouse pads with the boobs, like for wrist yeah. things, and just being like, "Are you fucking serious right now? Like, is this seriously happening? Like, why, why?" Because there's dudes like there's a lineup of dudes just like poking them like that first year they were out, and I was just like, <laughs> "Fuck me!" Like, just this is yeah. why this is why we like if somebody dropped a bomb on this fucking convention center right now, I'd be like, I'd be pissed I was dead. But it's probably a net positive. Yeah, it's probably for the best at the <laughs> for end the, of the world day. overall. Yeah. <laughs> it's gonna come out ahead in this situation. Like, <laughs> fuck. That's funny. <laughs> All right. Well, we haven't heard an original one from you uh, yet, Mark. Just piggybacking. So, give us one of yours. Um, I'm gonna like video, like hardcore, hardcore video game fans is something that like really gets my goat the last little while and it's more like the really divisive like fanboy like xbox playstation nintendo fanboys mm-hmm. where i'm just like i don't think any like i play i've had all three console like all three console makers consoles i play on all three each have their pluses and minuses i don't really give a shit like which console i end up playing things for but like when people get really into the like 
I don't know, everything should everything Sony does is fucking horrible, or everything Microsoft does is fucking mm, horrible. Yeah, like that kind of shit. I'm just like, oh my god, like who gives a shit? It's a box. You put a fucking Blu-ray in, and it plays a video game for you. Like, calm down. Yeah, well, and like yeah, half sorry. of it is like you know, there's however many different fucking content providers for each console, and yeah. most of them make fucking con- content for more than one console. So well, that's the thing, at especially this point, like, especially being particularly dedicated to one console company is just fucking stupid at this point. Yeah, yeah, and it's like it's one of those things where like I I understand where you come from when you're talking about like Nintendo and wanting to support them doing their weird shit. But, like, sometimes, like, the Nintendo fanboyism, like, and not from you necessarily, but, like, in general, where, like, they can do no wrong kind of stuff. And I'm just like, guys, like, the Wii U was a nightmare. Like, it was a disaster zone. Like, the Wii was shovelware and horse shit. Like, it barely operated half the time. Like, they need to do something better with their stuff. And, like, the Switch looks better, but I'm, I'm still up in the air about it. Like, they've got no games for it. So, like, is yeah. Nintendo really killing it? Meh. Maybe. Breath of the Wild's amazing, but... I need more than one game in a year to make me want to buy a console. So I don't know. But then you, you say that and like the Nintendo guys like come out of the fucking woodwork and attack you <laughs> for like, I was like, no dude, they're fucking up. It's not right. Like things are wrong with Nintendo. Like, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. That's why I kind of stay away. Like I just play the games that I want to play and I don't get involved. Like mm. that's why like when Christy starts talking about Mass Effect, I'm like, I know I'm not going to enjoy it. So I'm probably just going to like <laughs> abstain from saying anything kind of thing. Like I don't, just not whatever. your kind of game or whatever. Yeah, it's just yeah. not my style of game. So I'm like, yeah. I'm not going to sit there and comment and tell her she's wrong for liking that. It's awesome that she likes that, but I yeah. don't care. <laughs> yeah, and I mean, I mean, I, I, I admit to being a pretty big Nintendo fanboy as much as I. I mean, I'm not a hardcore gamer by any stretch, but that is the console that I've I've played more Nintendo consoles than I've played any mm-hmm. other consoles, um, and. I think that they have great properties and stuff like that. I'm not the kind of person that thinks they can do no wrong. I'm perfectly happy to admit that they've put out plenty of shit and that a lot of the games that they have put out for the Switch look pretty fucking stupid and like things I would never bother playing, but they have a few properties that are just really beloved and they always do good things with, so yeah. I still look forward to playing the next Zelda on PlayStation 5. I'm telling you that, much. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> I don't think that's going to happen with how the Switch is going. We'll have to see if it maintains its, like, momentum at this point. It's a long time till Mario Odyssey comes out, and there ain't much in between right now, so... Yeah. But that's a total, like... That's a total tangent. I just, like... video The whole video game, like, having a hardcore dedication to a video game company, I'm just like, it's a box that connects to your TV. Why do you... Why are you making it your religion? I don't see, know. See, like, I can see that, but at the same time, I'm I'm such a... Like, I love my PlayStation. I don't put down other consoles... But I get the connection to my PlayStation because it's an emotional attachment. Ah, uh, see, I don't, I don't, I, don't, I have connection to like. You don't have like, emotions. Maybe. <laughs> maybe that's my problem. You're dead inside. It's that you're a robot. I'm, I'm dead inside. Yeah, yeah. just such a ball of rage at this point that I can't feel anything real. All right, uh, let's see. Christy, do you have another one? Well, I have tons. <laughs> let's go. Um. Oh, now I can't think of any. Um, <laughs> no, you know what? It's uh, one of my pet peeves, and I do it. And I find it annoying when I do it, but it's more annoying when other people do it. Because I know I do this to Mark all the time. Is when someone's like, you haven't fucking played this game? What the fuck is wrong with you? <laughs> and you're like... You haven't watched Buffy? Yeah, what the fuck is wrong with you? 
or like um, you know about anything that they love. And they're like, why haven't you done that? And I know I do it all the time. But like, yeah, you do on literally every episode of this podcast since we started doing this podcast. <laughs> you've done that to me. Well, why haven't you played Mass Effect, you idiot? Or but read anyway. the King Killer Chronicles. Or read the King Killer Chronicles. <laughs> but coming, which is hilarious, coming from the girl who has not played any of the Arkham games. Or beat a Zelda. I have played the Arkham games. Or beat no. a Mario game. Or, or beat a Mario game. More than one Zelda game. Or ever seen Buffy. <laughs> yeah, but I've done other things. That's my still point. Hasn't, still hasn't seen Logan. Oh, I'm sorry, guys. I'm sorry. I'm sorry that every day of the week I'm out doing a rehearsal for a play with real people. Or, you know, spending time with my boyfriend with minimal people. moments that I have. Or, like, helping my family with projects because I have a skill set that they don't. Like, sorry. As you should be. See, this is why I hate it. <laughs> <laughs> but, yes, but, I, I get that sometimes as well. Uh, oh, about sneeze. <coughs> Bless you. Beat the shit at all the levels. Oh, I thought you said, and Pikachu. (laughs) (laughs) And Pikachu. Um, Yeah. Yeah, I get that. I mean, there there have been times where people have been like, you haven't watched whatever, and I'm like, dude, I don't have time, or I just don't, I'm not fucking interested or something. And then when they're, like, personally offended when you haven't done it, like, I don't get offended when people haven't read something that I asked them to read. Like, I, I get it, you know? If it's not your cup of tea, then it's not your cup of tea. But for me... It's when people get offended and they're like, well, why haven't you played it? Or like, why haven't you? People get real upset when I tell them I haven't watched Buffy. They're like, when were you? What, what the fuck is wrong with you? When were you born? Like, <laughs> well, not, I, I, don't, I don't get offended that you haven't watched Buffy. I'm just surprised because you've been such like a vocal Joss Whedon fan that you've never I seen it because it. it's such like. It, yeah, and you'd probably really like it. Yeah, you'd watch anything besides I'm the sure I uh, would. musical episode. Which I think is more my tact when people say that kind of stuff. I'm like, you should watch it because you'll like it. Like, that's usually what I say. I'm not like, I don't get, if somebody hasn't watched something, I'm not going to get upset. I might like feign a little bit of like, Jesus Christ, really? But like, at the worst, I'm like, go watch it. Like, take the time. It's probably worth your time. Yeah. Like, but I that's what I'm saying. It's, it's not you guys. It's when nerds get upset with you. Yeah. Yeah, but the, I'm sorry. We're having a we're having a problem with the giant hypocrisy in the room right now, where you have been literally screaming at me for the past like three months about Mass Effect. Yeah, but you're my friend. These are people I don't know. Oh, fair enough. So you're it's okay that you or acquaintances or whatever. Verbally... I think it's different when it's someone that you know and care about because you like think they'll enjoy it, and it's like something that's important to you, and you've expressed that it's important to you, and yet they still don't make an effort to do it. Okay, so go watch Buffy. Um, I did watch a few episodes a while ago, <laughs> but I haven't, like, I, I generally just don't have the time right now to take on a whole new, like, Seven series. season show. Yeah, yeah. 140 yeah. something episodes of TV. <laughs> oh, yeah, like, for sure. What, uh, how do you jump in? Like, I have to catch up on Veronica Mars still. Yeah. I'm not, I'm not giving you shit. I don't really care if you watch it or not. I just think you would enjoy it and it would be something we could talk about on the podcast. So. But that's why I wanted you to play Mass Effect. Yeah, but that's, like, not my kind of game at all. You know what I mean? Well, and you're dumb. There, and there we go. <laughs> and, and here we go. And Hypocrisy, thy name is Christy. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, all right, well, I'll but go with... But I can with... be hypocritical because I'm cute. Actually, can I, can, I, can I make a personal attack on Christy, then? Because, like, I feel yeah, like... Yeah, go ahead. Um, my, my number one... We never do that. 
bothers the shit out of me. Well, it's actually not my number one fandom that bothers the shit out of me, but uh, Harry Potter fans. Y'all are fucking obnoxious. Like, you're the worst people 90% of the time. There are some really fucking obnoxious Harry Potter fans. And they're also really bad for sexualizing their characters. Yes. Yeah. Super gross. Also, about that, most of the time, those characters are underage. You're a fucking pedophile. So, calm down. Cedric <laughs> but, wasn't. What's that? Cedric wasn't. Wasn't he, like, 17? Oh, yeah. <laughs> They were all in high school. But when I loved him, I was 14 or 15. Well, that's all well and good, but it's still gross. Which one's Cedric? The one that's who dies. Robert Pattinson in the fourth movie. Did you oh, not listen right, to our right. last podcast where I freaked out about it? And, and this is where Christy does like the Harry Potter thing. It's like, didn't you even read the book? Because that's the other <laughs> fucking thing they really like doing. It's like, I don't know. I know. Like, I find it annoying when I do it myself. Yeah, sure. And you should continue to do it. So. Well, it's just habitual at this point. Yeah. I don't know. I just, I've always had a, like, I like the Harry Potter stuff, but it is like a world that I'm like, everything can be solved by magic. So there's no stakes to it, it feels like a lot of the time. So I'm like, um, I, I have trouble getting stakes. invested in it. Also, the fact that everybody thinks it's like the most original thing in the history of time where it's really like, no. not at all. Like, I have not, I have personally, I have not said that. I love Harry Potter. Can I, I just point it? out how immediately you get defensive about this? <laughs> <laughs> I'm not necessarily yeah. talking I could tell. You. I saw that behind you on the shelf, too, and I'm like, that's definitely Harry Potter. I could tell from this. It's the scholastic version on this. I could tell from the spine. And that's and she's got the fucking play and all that other good stuff that's sitting there. <laughs> nice. Yeah. Which I still haven't, I still haven't read. I should read that, but... I haven't it's, finished it yet. It's just the the stage, like it's not actually written in prose, right? It's just like the stage um, no. show. But, yeah, somebody told me it would take me like two hours to read at yeah. the rate that I usually read, so I'm it like, I'll sit it down. It doesn't take it. long. Oh, yeah, Jesus, okay. that's big type. It's just the dialogue. Yeah. yeah. But, stage direction and stuff. Yeah, of course, of course I'm quick to defend myself, though, because the thing is that there's a Harry Potter fans, and then there's Harry Potter diehards. And, like, I would count myself as a fan, absolutely. I love Harry Potter. I love listening to the books. I will read the books to my kids. I grew up with them. They were a really big part of my um, adulthood, like, emerging into adulthood. I could really recognize, like, being... And a lot of people are, like, my, my kind of level where it's, like, it's just a part of who they are because it was such an intrinsic part of our growing up. Mm-hmm. But then there's people who are also so diehard because, like, they're the ones who write the fandoms. They're the ones who, um, you know, uh, get insulted because you don't remember um, Bethelda Hopkirk from the fourth book. Yeah, like the fucking lore-obsessed people. There are those in the Tolkien fandoms as well where they're like, well, actually, you know, this particular person would not have existed in that uh, world and could not have interacted with this person. Honestly, Alicia, Alicia's kind of bad with that, too. That was my other fandom. Like, if you're going to talk about fantasy fans, like, the Tolkien and the Potter fans are about at an equal level of annoying <laughs> to me a lot of the time. Like, the, the insane dedication to this, like, one tiny little world of, like, nerdery. I'm always like, I get liking this stuff, but, like having solely dedicated your existence to like that one thing i'm like there's so much other shit to try and like watch and read and listen to and blah 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 <laughs> go out and try it you know what i mean like i get you that's your favorite thing but like god damn it go fucking watch iron fist or something like that and stop talking yeah. about 
fucking Aragorn. I don't care anymore. <laughs> but I think that's... Oh, sorry, go on, Tim. It's, I'll get defensive on Alicia's behalf on the Tolkien side and say that there is a lot more sort of cultural richness there than there is in Harry Potter. Like, oh, Harry Potter's absolutely. a great story, but, like, there's a lot of history and true linguistics uh, and, you know, language craft and... Uh, mythology and stuff like that that went into Tolkien. So that's why there's a, such a whole, huge, like, scholastic um, literature built around Tolkien. Understood, but they are also obnoxious, awful nerds sometimes. So. <laughs> some of them, yes. Yeah. And but I know I think, some of them. <laughs> I think that's I, kind of the... Pr- oh, sorry, what, Mark? Well, no, I was, I was just going to make one last shot at you about Harry Potter. So you can go for <laughs> I think, though... And, um. I think the problem is that when you become obsessed versus becoming like versus immersing yourself in enjoyment. And that's one thing that gets me about nerds of any type is that when it becomes an obsession, you become so emotionally attached that you can't um, separate um, yourself from that world anymore. Like um, and the love of it. So I think that's something that kind of annoys me is that when a person is unable to separate your like their need for you to like something with Mm. your like just liking something like just because i i love harry potter that does not mean that i love it less than someone who goes and writes all the fandom or is like gone a fanfic or like has gone and uh sought out like the harry potter journey in england because they want to it doesn't mean i love it any less but to them it does because you're not as like hardcore that drives me nuts I yeah. still think it's just shitty British X-Men. That's pretty much my <laughs> endgame on it. It's just a bunch of kids with special powers that get sent to a school to get trained to use them. I've seen it before. I will <laughs> say nothing because I don't agree with you, but I don't want to start a fight. Shitty British X-Men. Yeah. You're a shitty British X-Men. I wish I was a shitty British X-Men to beat being a shitty Canadian that's not an X-Man. Well, and and on the same side of that as well, there are the the people that become like obsessed, and this could go for any fandom to the point where they think they know better than the creators and the writers. Yes, you know, oh. how how that character should have ended up, or who they should have ended up with, or what they should have done in this scenario, or that sort of thing. Like, no, I understand you love these characters, but it's not yours. Yeah, they belong to somebody like, else. Yeah, it's it's yeah. not it, just because you you know place yourself in this world mentally or identify with it really heavily fucking creepily does not mean that you get to dictate who these fucking people are and what they do and how they interact and how these stories go. Yeah, it's another that's another Potter uh, fandom like. It's true. Thing. Comics, comic fans are really bad with that too, though, right? Like that's, they're that, see that's true too, but like, and it's it's that one's, and I was going to talk about the DC versus Marvel, like like being dedicated yeah. to one side or the other fandom. That never made sense to me either. But like the, um, if you don't like a version of a comic book character, wait six months, and yeah. the next creative team will be there. You know what I mean? Yeah. So like that always made even less sense to me than like the Harry Potter stuff. You're upset about something that happened in the book and you don't agree with something that Rowling did. Well, that's too fucking bad because that's her shit. Like she owns all of that stuff. It's one creator who has only ever touched that one property and mm-hmm. it's her fucking vision of it. And she has come out a couple times and been like, oh, I made a mistake here or this person's gay or blah, 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 blah. Or this person like, should have ended up with so-and-so or yeah, whatever. Yeah, exactly. Like, Reminding Ron are fine. They just need to go to counseling. <laughs> That's going to end up in a domestic like domestic abuse case, I'm pretty sure. 
Yeah, Hermione's going to beat the shit out of Ron. Yeah, she's turning him into a fucking rat, keeping him in a cage. (laughs) Going to use a time turner and, like, remove his penis or something. (laughs) And then she's going to go bang Harry like she should (laughs) have. Ugh. Um, But, you know, it's funny, though. Like, I do have a friend who I adore. I I love them very much. But they are upset that J.K. Rowling came out after the books were done and said, oh, and Dumbledore was gay. And everyone was, or this friend of mine was like, what the hell? Like, you can't just come out and say that after, like, it doesn't make sense. The You can't just come out and say a character is something or wasn't when you've already written the books. I'm like, yeah. No, she can. They're hers. She did They're hers. This. Yeah, and like, like, how does that affect your, I don't understand, well, I mean, I guess if you're a giant I mean, homophobe, that is another thing altogether, but like, I don't understand how his orientation affected the story of those books in the slightest. And, like, I've read them all a couple times. And it doesn't. It was just her being like, just so you guys know, like, I always imagined Dumbledore's gay. Yeah. Like, he loved Grindelwald. And And that's word of God. Like, that's how it works. It's her world, right? That's canon now. Yeah. She's the one who took her imagination and put it on the page and made a billion, trillion dollars with it. So Which she does very philanthropic with. Philanthropic? Philanthropic. Philanthropic? Philanthropic. 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 <laughs> I had wine. Thrower um, in traffic? What? Yeah. Hey, you know what else bugs me? Grammar Nazis. <laughs> <laughs> you're, you're on your own on that one. That's something I enjoy thoroughly. No, so. I, I, I actually, whenever someone says something with poor grammar in the back of my mind, I'm like, corrections, corrections. Oh, I do correct people. Like, especially no, when they're being really obnoxious about something. Or, yeah. like, I'll, I'll, I'll go in and say, Y O U apostrophe R E. Oh. Okay, that kind of leads me to another one, though. I don't know if you guys agree with this, but I hate the language used by hardcore nerds. Like the Tumblr speak kind of thing? No, I don't even mind Tumblr speak to a degree, as long as it doesn't, like, ruin a conversation I'm having with you in person. It's when people are like, that's retarded, or they still say things like, that's gay, or the anonymity of online that lets you, like, talk like an asshole. Yeah, that's, I mean, that, I think that's wider than geekdom. That's just the fucking internet culture in general, which is definitely sort of spawned out of nerddom. But yeah, that that that's absolutely a problem. Yeah, and, the, the uh, internet was definitely built on the back of nerds. It was either porn or nerds, which is yeah. just <laughs> which, the, interchangeable. Which is, that Venn diagram is a circle. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, I agree. I agree with that absolutely, and and especially the empowerment that 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 anonymity gives a lot of, particularly male, but uh, over all, but all sort of fans in general, where you know they can go on a YouTube video or something like that, and you know, fucking threaten to rape you or something because you said something they don't agree with. Yeah. Or whatever. It's ugh. yeah. Um, but to to a lesser extent, you were talking about language. There's a lot of um, language stuff in terms of like people that will use acronyms within a fandom that you only know if you're like a part of that fandom kind of thing. That yeah. sort of shit annoys me as well. You know, where they'll go through and say like, or well, for instance, like let's let's throw some shit back in Mark's face. Like when Mark talks about the six one six, which you don't know unless you're a fucking Marvel fan. Yep. I wouldn't know what that meant. 
Yep. Exactly. Like Guilty the 616, yeah, which which we have had Mark clarify on the podcast before. And I think we are generally pretty good about that. Like if one of us uses a term that is not, uh, you know, sort of widely known within geekdom we try and clarify it but uh there's a lot of those too that i and i'm probably guilty of this sometimes as well but i try not to be where i find that really obnoxious because it's like purposefully exclusionary yeah agreed usually if i've said 616 we are talking in context about the marvel comics (laughs) yeah (laughs) this is true Um, (laughs) well no i'm totally guilty of that that's one yeah i definitely say 616 a lot i am a marvel zombie though so (laughs) it comes naturally yeah but I, I mean, what what that brings us back to one that Mark said as well, and that I definitely agree with, which is I think the whole like Marvel D- versus DC, you can only like one thing, is absolute bullshit. Like it's so um, ridiculous. Yeah, like I, I'm, you know, I'm admittedly a massive DC fan. I have nothing against Marvel. There are times that I'll give like you know a playful jab to a friend or something like that about Marvel when Marvel does something stupid, which but, they do. In excess lately. And so, does, so, and so does DC. DC has not always been... like It's yeah. not like either of them are guilty of being perfect or yeah. all shitty all the time. They both have their pluses and minuses. I understand like liking a certain character set better than the other character set. Like My problem with DC, and I've said it on the podcast a million times, everything, with the exception of the Batline, tends to be very overblown, godly, like kind of indestructible kind of stuff which leads to a different kind of story like a more cosmic kind of story that doesn't really interest me as much but i still read batman so i'm a dc guy you know what i mean like i like that stuff too and i do have an odd fondness for superman maybe more as like a concept than an actual like i'm gonna read it superman all i want to do is bicycle Back to Christie's fucking. Uh, that, there's another pet peeve of mine is people that say that uh, greatest hits albums are one of their favorite albums of all yeah, time. Yeah, same, same. It's, fucking, it's absolute fucking horseshit. Agreed. <laughs> Agreed. But yeah, the the Marvel I didn't like versus, what I like. <laughs> the Marvel versus DC is is just manufactured bullshit. I've always said that if I had like unlimited time and resources and money i would absolutely collect marvel as well as dc because there are a lot of those characters i really like but it was just dc was the one that i got into first so it's the one that i've just sort of stuck with over the years i just pick and choose now like if i i don't even like i don't even follow a specific character if i hear something's good i go read it like i don't really care what it is like if somebody if you told me like you were telling me that the superman run has been really good the last little while by whoever's writing it right now Dan Jurgens and Peter Tomasi. Yeah, Peter, there was Tomasi you mentioned. And I was yeah. like, I will probably at least go, like, I'll go on Comixology and grab a couple issues and see how it works. Like, I just wanted, like, just to read it. I don't care. Yeah. If it's a good story, I want to read it. I don't really give a shit which character set, like, which label it's under. So. Yeah. And there, there have been times where I've done that with Marvel. Like, I got Civil War. Um, I've. I've got all like the all the trades for the Clone Saga because that's one that I've just always wanted to read just to see what all the hype was about and all the controversy and shit like that. So that, I'm, I'm I want I'm looking forward to you getting to reading that and so we can actually com- can have a conversation <laughs> about it because yeah wow that was a rough that was a rough couple years as a Marvel <laughs> fan as a Spider Man fan that was a rough couple years but yeah. yeah um all right I haven't said one in a bit uh, that was kind of my own so here. Uh, I have, I always find fucking mashup fandom stuff really annoying. Like, oh, Christy's, Christy's super engaged right now. Yeah, I'm listening. listening. You don't like mashups. <laughs> but like, uh, holding, instance, you're holding your eyes open and like staring <laughs> at your phone. <laughs> you look no, really look at you guys. 
You know, like like a like a a Dalek that looks like R two D two or something like that. Or I don't know. There's so much. You know, like fucking. I don't know. I I can think of a lot of like Star Wars Doctor Who or like uh, Whedon verse Doctor Who or Potter. Tolkien like t-shirts and fucking uh posters and shit like that and it's just I don't understand the need for it. I don't I like it. Uh I, I think it's fucking obnoxious. Like if you nah. like if you like the thing, like the thing and I also don't really understand this is sort of spinning off the there's a lot of like really cartoonish representations of a lot of uh you know beloved characters and stuff like that like I guess to some extent the pops I don't really get the pop thing very much I've got one or two of them but mostly because oh were, like, like the fun given pop to me things? yeah I mean okay. if you're gonna go out and like fucking collect characters that you love why wouldn't you get like something that is like realistic like if I want you know a figure of Gandalf or Superman or something like that why wouldn't I go and get one that's realist or quote unquote realistic but like you know actually modeled after the character rather than it fucking like mapped onto a dime a dozen vinyl fucking figure or something like that nah i'm good with it i have a i have a batman funko pop somewhere i, I think it's fun i think people are allowed to express the express their love of something and if that's through art absolutely they should do it yeah, and everybody has a different little, like, style vinyl figurines that's not really art that's those mass are mass that's mass produced you're talking about like t- t-shirts and like things like um what's it called uh red tea or something um fury tea tea fury tea, tea fury. fury yeah but like well, if, if people love multiple things and they see correlations between those things i think that's okay like let them let them ha- eat cake like, let them have fun with it yeah. you don't have to buy it. it doesn't have to be in your house i know and i don't and i i'm very much out of uh, the three of us i might be the i don't know maybe christy or i are probably the least sort of judgmental overall in terms of how other people He's enjoy the shit one guy that you left out christy and i are the least mark, judgmental, mark is judgmental. Yeah. let's say ass. mark is the most judgmental which i think he'll, he'll happily own that badge fucking right i have an opinion and i stand by my opinion y'all want to y'all enjoy the fucking view from the fence motherfuckers yeah. how does that sound i like yeah. my but fence I, yeah, exactly. But I figured while while we were uh, while while we were griping about shit, I would just go ahead and say that yeah, that's something that just doesn't do anything for me. And but that's I, fine. You're allowed to not like it. Yeah. Yeah. But I don't know. I think that it's I think it's fine when people are excited to like share their thoughts and opinions through a medium that they are proud of. I think that's cool. Yeah. The the one thing I will say though is uh, in terms. <sighs> I probably have an exception for it in terms of cosplay because I have seen some really good, like, you know, combined character cosplays and stuff like that. But a lot of that is just because I've seen so many cosplays that, like, seeing just another fucking Deadpool or something like that is kind of boring. Seeing, like, a, you know, Deadpool Superman or something like that is kind of out of the ordinary. And if it's done well, I'll be like, ah, that's pretty cool. I like that or whatever. But I feel like that. Why doesn't that apply to the shirts? If you appreciate that as a medium of expressing, like a the I way didn't say you had to make it. sense. That's true. <laughs> it just annoys me, and I don't know why. What it is about it exactly? I, it's one of those ones I can't really put my finger on. But it just is it because you didn't come up with it? 
I guess it, a part of it is it's like the purest in me, right? Like I very much like to own things, you know, sort of and consume things as they were meant to be consumed. And so like if I want like a Star Wars t-shirt, I want a t-shirt that's got like a fucking classic image of like Darth Vader or like a poster from one of the movies or something like that on it. I don't need to have like Darth Vader having tea with the Mad Hatter or something like that. See, I think that sounds like a cool shirt. <laughs> is, that a, is that a real thing? I don't know. I yeah, I don't know. But it's funny because, like, um, I maybe that comes from going back even to our music episodes, where like you guys have these albums that you listen to all the way through, and you're con- the way you consumed music and comics when you were younger is so different from what the medium is now on a like excuse me, on a mass um, basis that maybe that's, you're right, it's the purest in you. Oh, excuse me. Um, (laughs) I'm tired of myself talking. Uh, (laughs) But, like, for me, I grew up, like, with iPods and mix CDs, like, um, that were really easily accessible. So I don't have the same kind of attachment to a designated medium like you guys do. Yeah, that might be, it might be part of it. And it might be that, that you just grew up with more of that, like, cross-fandom kind of stuff. And with us, mm-hmm. it was very much like, you know, y- y- I mean, there wasn't that much merch, period, for us to, like, buy growing up. You know, yeah. f- like, y- there, was, there was virtually no, like, comic book stuff that you could go out and buy, like, t-shirts and stuff like that. You get, like, posters, but only, like, at the comic book store kind of yeah. thing. Yeah. I remember very being very excited when I started seeing people wandering around town in like Decepticon t-shirts and just being like, when the fuck did that happen? Where can I yeah. get one? Because that's and cool as shit. Cause that was not around when I was like, we, we were teenagers and stuff. Yeah. That did not exist. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. And there was a lot less like because of the l- lack of um, like manufacturing interest in that kind of thing. You only had a very small amount of actual like merch that you you could purchase and it was probably from one or two companies so it always had a similar look so like why would they branch out but now you know you can have an etsy store and you can 3d print at the drop of a hat and make anything you want you can create t-shirt designs you can um you know make figurines more customizable and it's we reaches a farther audience so like i wonder if that's just being a product of your generation it's entirely possible. I, yeah, I think another part of it for me is that in some cases I get annoyed when people are just trying to like show off how clever they are kind of thing. That's and I think fair. a lot of those cross fandom things very much end up being just kind of masturbatory. Like people being like, look, you won't get this joke because you only like one of these fandoms or something like that. And I think there's there's definitely, um, and I think this is, again, a recent development, maybe not something that existed when Mark and I were n- growing up nerds, was there's definitely elitism within fandoms now uh, as well. You know, there's, well, that's we, what I was we've already about. talked about, yeah. The problem we have, too, is that, like, it's usually guys like us who are elite about it, you know what I mean? And, like, we are guilty of it ourselves, like I am, I'm sure, sometimes, or have been in the past, where, like, we were there ahead, of, like, I was talking about it there, like, at the t- like before, when we were talking about the girl thing where it's like we were there before right like i was in Mm. high school reading comics like i remember what that was like so now that it like i don't mind that everybody's kind of bandwagon jumped on all this stuff i think it's fucking awesome that like i get to go to a theater and it's packed to go see the avengers like i think it's fucking fantastic Mm. um but like some guys just like didn't let go of the fact that like that was their shit and it should still be their shit and it's like well 
relax, dude, because like the fact that like everybody likes it means that they're making a ton of money and are going to produce a ton of that shit. So yeah, whatever. See, I I do get. Um, I I think everybody about something that they love can be a bit elitist. Like when it comes to the King Killer Chronicle, I know my shit. Like I have read those books so many times, and like I adore them. But you're right; there are those people out there who are like, um, but I like read it first, or like, yeah, but you know, I I just I I think this is what the author meant, and it's like, okay, everybody, just chill. Let me. In- There's this really great Penny Arcade comic. Where, um, it's about sports, but one of the guys is just saying, then he goes, um, oh man, you're watching the Super Bowl? Haha, <laughs> what's that like when a ball gets thrown and like does stuff? And then this guy just like grabs his lips and goes, shh, shh, let me enjoy Let people things. enjoy things. Yeah. Let people yep. enjoy things. And it's so true. It's like, just let me enjoy it. Just let me enjoy it. Just because you know more doesn't mean that yeah. I don't enjoy it as much as you do. I just I enjoy it. Even if you don't enjoy it as much as they do, gives a shit. You're enjoying it. Like, you're enjoying yeah. it. And I, I, I think a lot of the things that are pet peeves for me are things that would detract from other people enjoying them. Like they're things that where people are like so vocal or so obnoxious or so rude about the things that they enjoy that it ends up, you know, hurting the the genre or or media or whatever it is that they're a fan fan of overall kind of thing but that's why i'm saying like you guys don't even know what you're saying these things and you don't even know what it's like to be a girl like no and i and again i knew we we're gonna get into the like the white male privilege horse shit or so not that it's horse shit it is it's a valid thing i get it part of it is white male privilege but it's not even white male privilege it's gamer privilege it has nothing to do with race and being a gamer when you're a girl up against the gamer world. It's not about race. It's about gender. And, like, if you come out as a female gamer and you're really, like, really, really good at something, really, really bad at something, or even just mediocre at something, you will be slandered. People are going to tell you that you're not as good as them. They're not going, like, men are going to think that you do not have the same rights within the game world as they do. Um, that you cannot possibly love things on the level that they love, like, and then they're gonna say things like, "Oh, well, you probably prefer games like you." There's a reason you like the Telltale series. I've had people say that to me. I'm like, no, I like the Telltale series because it's a good series of it's, games. It's because of your vagina. Yeah, my which, vagina which has emotions. Your brain. Yeah. Wait, wait, it's not. It's not because you have a vagina <laughs> that you like those games. That's what I assumed. I'm sorry, Christy. I was wrong all along. Yeah, and I mean, like, Gamergate especially brought that a lot to the forefront, but it is, it's in more than just gaming, absolutely. Like, oh, yeah. it's, in, it's in comics, absolutely. Like, people don't take uh, female comic book fans seriously uh, either. But we and, write such good stories. We yeah. produce such, like, f- like full games because we, we women think in the whole experience, like, on See, a whole. Now, now, I'm, now you're being sexist, though. Let me finish my sentence before you say I'm being <laughs> sexist. It is proven that because women are more emotional, we are, like, on a, on a grand scheme, women have more of an emotional response to things than men do, right? I look forward to Paul's comment on this. Okay. <laughs> anyway, so that is scientifically factual. 
but that also makes us really, really, really good, well-rounded storytellers because we think about all of the emotional responses that go into a game that don't necessarily make it like you know an emotional game, but they make it like you just, think about every more, level more immersive and yeah, more, yeah and more a complete experience or whatever. And it's not to say that that means that you know a male game or comic book writer or game producer or anything like that isn't as good it's just to say that we are as good we are just as good we just have like a different approach that still makes kick ass like media okay it yeah you'll get no argument from me <laughs> yeah, you're not getting an argument from me it's just when you started saying that it sounded like no, I think on the other problem. side kind of sexist so <laughs> I think the problem with trying to fight for equality for women in general and like we won't go into this very much but women in general like also with hold on let like, me see if Paul's available because he'll fucking bandwagon <laughs> with you, and you have fun. <laughs> but it's the idea that like um, you to in order to feel equal I think the problem is that you have to surpass equality a little bit to prove yourself that you are you are equal, that you can be equal. Yeah, no, absolutely. Like women yeah, need to do, you know, twenty or thirty percent better than a man would do just to make people like just to achieve the same sort of level of success or prove or or receive the same level of uh, uh, praise or adulation or yeah. Yeah. response. Yeah. 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 And to me that's that's nuts because it's just like no, if we produce a good game, just admit that it's a good game. If yeah, we produce not, a, good not a good comic good game series, for a girl. Yeah. 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 Like if we produce a good comic series, it's not because we're women. I mean, it's not just because we're women, it's because we're good storytellers. Just yeah. like any man is a good storyteller who like commits to and pa- is passionate about and loves the project he's working on. Like you're right, Tim, it doesn't have to be followed with for a girl. Yeah. No, I mean there there are female for instance comic writers uh that are that are really good right now uh writers and artists but there are also fucking female writers that are hacks there which is the same as guys like they're ones that are total fucking hacks and they're t- one and i don't know how they keep getting business and there are ones that are fucking amazing so yeah, yeah the same on the art side too where like there's some artists that i'm just like it's interesting that you can still work and it's the same on both sides of the gender. Although seeing a female artist, it is more prevalent now than it has been. It is nice to see that they're, they are starting to include more yeah, uh, women artists, but it's always been like a very male dominated kind of uh, art yeah, style. Yeah, so. art even more than the writing. Like yeah, there, especially there's more, more. There's more female writers uh, by far than there are uh, female comic book artists. Yeah. Which yeah. is interesting because like most of the, most of the people that I know that I went to school with were like in design and, uh, like art were all, were, main, were mainly women, and a lot of them are like vastly better than I am at like what they do kind of thing. So mm. I don't know. Yeah, but Alicia's that's the problem. Sorry, go on. Alicia's department is like heavily dominated by uh, female um, designers. My new team is uh, me and the supervisor are men, and everybody else is women now. So yeah, it is. It is. Yeah, that it being. And gaming in particular is a really, well, nerddom in particular, I should say, is a really volatile place still, which is sad because it not, it, it puts a bad rep on all gamers and comic nerds and nerds in general when a lot of them just aren't 
bad guys. It's just they're not as vocal. It's like Trump supporters. Yeah. No, I mean, absolutely. Is I mean, and we've already said this a couple times tonight, is there are par- uh, parts of certain fandoms or types of fans or whatever where they're not necessarily the majority. They're just the most vocal. And so they put a bad name on the majority of the, or, you know, on the entire uh, mm-hmm. fandom because of that. That's true. So... That's a pet yeah, peeve. That's, that's the internet uh, internet factor. Absolutely. Yep. Um, all right. Well, let's see. I think we're sort of uh, starting to wind down. Let's maybe... Yeah? Yeah, I've well, got I have, one. I have a couple more, more but like, the other ones don't matter as much. But like my, I have one that like we should talk about because I think it's hilarious. Well, why don't you say one of your, one of your other ones first and then we'll get into the big ones. Okay. Uh, my other one is like, there are certain bands whose fans suck, like as yeah. a whole. Like the bands might be awesome, but like the fans suck. Um, I'm a Tool fan. I hate telling people that I'm a Tool fan because <laughs> Tool fans are the worst fucking music fans on the planet. They're so fucking obnoxious. Like it's just music. He's not telling you anything special. Put the gun down. It's okay. Like relax, well- guy. And the We've thing is, that there's different factions of Tool fans, too, right? They're the ones that, like, take it, like, super seriously and super intellectually. Yeah. And then they're just the straight-up fucking idiot stoners. Oh, and there's the bros, too. Like, the bros are part of the fucking community, yeah. too. Like, yeah. Oh, it's it's a it's a interesting fan base to see. Like, when you go... Like, I'm going... I bought tickets to go to the show. It's happening in Hamilton in May. And, like, anytime I go to the show, I'm just like... I. I hate being lumped in with these fucking guys because like, <laughs> I just want to go see the show and listen to the record and like that's it. Like I don't care that much about it, but like, yeah. oh man, these guys are just like obnoxious shithead fucking assholes. <laughs> like, you're making all of us look bad as a community, my that's friend. Funny. <laughs> I bet uh, I bet GNR fans are probably pretty fucking bad as well. Uh, I don't know. I've never like. You don't really. Well, I don't know. The, the, it, it felt like when I saw them in the summer, it was like everybody, like a bunch of forty-five and like fifty-year-olds, had pulled out their old fucking jeans and leather and stuffed themselves yeah. back into it and gotten shit-faced <laughs> and jammed themselves into the Rogers Center. Yeah, it was a really fun show. I didn't think it was like super obnoxious. I've been to concerts where the crowd was way more obnoxious than that. Like mm-hmm. I saw Prophets of Rage this summer. Like the Rage of, Against the Machine, like bro fan base. The worst fucking human beings alive, like just yeah. unbelievably fucking bad. No, we're doing something political. We're raging against the machine. Yeah, fuck yeah. you guys. I'm just gonna get shit faced and kick you in the head because I need to crowd surf. <laughs> yeah, those fucking guys. Oh, those guys make me yeah crazy. I actually had a beef to pick with one of your you're uh, you're a big Sloan fan, eh? Uh, Tim, right? Yeah, yeah. I like Sloan. Back in the day, the uh, the Sloan fans were the fucking worst. They were the snobbiest shitheads, like out of everybody, all the time. Really, I never experienced that. But I, I, I mean, I was never like necessarily like part of the fandom. Like, I was never one that like hung out on like message boards and shit like that for uh, music musicians and that sort of thing. But that they, they were definitely dedicated and diehard. Yeah, and they were always the guys who would be like at a festival. And this, I, I don't know. Like, it's it's very rare to find Sloan fans these days. But like, they had this thing about chanting. Sloan. Sloan. Yeah. Where if you were at a festival or something like that and Sloan was coming up, you would just start hearing that fucking chant ahead of time. Yeah. I can't count the amount of times I was at an Edge Fest or like at a multi band kind of show and Sloan was like somewhere on the bill and like 
out of nowhere, that fucking chant would start either between the sets or like <laughs> even worse was when like, it would happen during somebody else's fucking oh, set. And I was just oh, like, yeah. shut the fuck up, you cock gobbler. Like, yeah, that's me angry. Yeah, because I remember um, like two specifically. Uh, one was at an Edge Fest, and like I can't remember who was playing, but it was like it's like I Mother Earth or something like that. Like on the, no, it was Edwin on the B stage, and Sloan was playing on the main stage, and they fucking were ch- doing the fucking Sloan chant, and like you could tell Edwin, who had just kind of started doing his own thing, was like, "Why are the fucking Sloan fans here? Like, who gives a shit? Like, why are you here <laughs> then?" Yeah, and then uh, we they they opened for Matthew Good on Matthew Good Band's last tour. Like, they, they co-headlined or something like that. So they played first, but, like, in between the set, like, as Matthew Good was coming on, and, like, our, like that fan base had started to kind of, like, show up, you could still hear these fucking people chanting Sloan. <laughs> and I'm like, the show's over. Like, let us have our minute. Like, Matt's coming yeah. out, you know what I mean? Like, they're still chanting for Sloan. I'm like, oh, man. That was fun, though. That one was fun because as they started chanting Sloan, um, you have, I don't know, have you ever heard Beautiful Midnight, Tim? Yes. Where, like, the opening of Giant, like, the K-I-C-K-A-S-S. Yeah, like, yeah. that's the way we spell success. Yeah, yeah, that, that chant, like, we would start that, because that was how they, oh, that was how they opened up the set. <laughs> Let's peak the shit out of the level some more. Yeah, whatever. I'll, I'll clean it out afterwards. Everybody clap! Um, <laughs> we, they, we started dueling that back and forth with the Sloan fans <laughs> where they would do Sloan and then we would start the, the kick-ass chant. It was, yeah. it was pretty fun, but it was still, like, like, you had your fucking hour. Like, can we watch Matthew Good now? And can you shut the fuck up, please? Yeah. So. No, yeah, I, I, can, I can see that. I, I never went to see... I don't think I ever saw Sloan play at a festival. I think I only saw them play at their own shows. Yeah. So I wasn't subject to that as much in terms of a, a wider audience. Yeah. I saw Sloan last year in a, in a little um, uh, pub, public school on a stage. It was really cool. Oh, That's yeah. Nice. Yeah. They didn't do that cheer though. Oh well, that was like a hardcore thing back in the day. I just yeah, I, yeah like I had late a lot 90s of kind of thing. I had a lot of Sloan fan like in my circle of friends that I was like they were a band that I just never like got into. It's not that I don't like them. Like there's songs that I really like by them. They're just never a band that I like got nuts about. But mainly because I kept having this experience where they would do that fucking obnoxious chant. <laughs> I was like, you guys are annoying, and I don't want anything to do with you. <laughs> And this funnily enough, no more friends. funnily yeah. enough, it's not the band I hate, it's the fans, is exactly. a fucking Sloan lyric. It's a Sloan lyric. That's why I posted that in the chat. Yeah. As as you <laughs> topic, I'm like, it's not the band you hate, it's the fans? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Nice. Uh, all right. Well, I'll, I'll move on to mine, which is probably my, my biggest and sort of last one. And this is a pretty wide-reaching one. It could go for a bunch of different types of collectors. But I don't get people that collect shit with no intention of actually enjoying it. Oh, agreed. So, like, oh. I don't, I don't fucking get people that buy comics and don't read them. Um, I don't fucking get people that buy action figures and never take them out of the box, or buy like toys and shit and never take them out of the box, or people that fucking buy books and never read them. Don't fucking get it. No, I don't get that either. It drives so me nuts. Annoying. Enjoy your damn thing. Yeah, the yeah. comic stuff, uh, the comic and the toy stuff, especially, always like it never made sense to me because I'm like, what's the point of having it if it's going to sit in the box? Like, why'd you yeah. buy it? Like, why? Like, what's- I I can get maybe 
the one exception would be, you know, if you're buying like a slabbed book, uh, to a slab graded comic book to, uh, you know, for a collection or something like that. But even so, I would still want to fucking read it, even if I just like grabbed a digital copy or like it grabbed it in a trade or something like that. Like, I don't yeah. want to buy comics just to have key issues or whatever. I want to buy them because I want to have the story. And sure, I'll keep them afterwards, and I might go back and read them later. Like, every comic that I have, even though I have a lot that I've never read, there's not a one that I have, and I don't think I'll ever read. Yeah. Or, you know, I don't want to read, at least. Yep. I've never been... Uh, I'm not, like, a collector, per se. I mean, I, like, I have, like, a collection, like, my record collection and stuff like that, but that's all stuff I listen to. Mm-hmm. So it's never been something it was always about consuming it, right? Like, especially with the music, it was always like, I'm buying this CD because I want to hear it. So that's the point. I'm not going to leave it in the fucking cellophane and put it on a shelf. That's that's antithetical to the whole spending yeah. $25 on this CD in 1997. So, yeah. And at least with music, like with uh, with records at least sort of the norm is like you you don't normally expect that if somebody's collected a record or you're buying a record from somebody's collection that it's going to be like you know unplayed in the rapper never played kind of thing that's ridiculous yeah Yeah, exactly but that's what like the comic book and like the the figurine collection world is like like that's the figure yeah action figures especially yeah which is just like unbelievably obnoxious but I don't, yeah. i've never i don't know i don't collect stuff like that like i never have like i have stuff that i bought because i want it like i have a phaser and like i have an enterprise like that kind of stuff but it's out and like it's where i want it and i can touch it if i want to like i don't yeah the whole keep it in a box and keep it out there like you can see my devastator back there like yeah i, I took it apart and fucking whatever like i played with it so yeah exactly i keep so. boxes if i like really like something I'll yeah. keep the box for a while, but it doesn't. It, it should come out of the box. Agreed. Yeah. yeah. No, I do the same thing. Like if it's something where I do think you know that myself or my descendants might want to sell it someday, and uh, you know it might have some value. Yeah, I'll keep the box, but I'll still take it out and you know put it on the shelf for display rather yeah. than just fucking holding it in the box constantly for decades or whatever. I think yeah. that's. I think it's just fucking stupid. Yeah. It's the same yep. thing with books. Books should be bought to be read, not to be on a shelf. Yeah. Yeah. Agreed. Yeah. Absolutely. So, yeah, that was that's probably my biggest one that just really fucking grates on me and that I don't understand. Um, yeah, Chrissy, do you have any more? My or? big one was the um, being a girl in gaming, and I think I yeah. said like eight in the middle there for a while. Fair enough. Uh, Mark, do you have any any more to go? My last one is shippers. Oh. <laughs> and whether it be slash or whether it be like even like maybe in co- like actual fucking couple shit like i feel like shippers are ruining fandom more yeah. than anything else i feel like shippers of shows and stuff like that i've like just destroyed like anything genre a lot of the time and like it's easy to say arrow because that's the easiest one but like i'm a huge supernatural fan and there is an entire fucking culture of Supernatural fans that have, like, Wincest, like, yeah. shipping. And I'm like, they're brothers. They've said on the show that it's weird that you think that, and yet you still talk about it. Like, yeah. stop talking about it. It's fucking weird. And, like, that whole illicity thing throughout Arrow is just, like, they're the worst fans on the planet. Like, they've ruined <laughs> the show. That's why I stay away from those, those fandoms so much. Like, that's why TV shows, movies 
comics stuff like that like well maybe not comics as much but like i i just stay really fucking far away from the actual media and stuff like that surrounding it most of the time because i know i'll get hammered with that sort of shit and it'll yeah. just make me lose faith in what people. i've you know in people and you know and and in it makes me feel bad knowing that I like this thing that people feel this way about kind of thing. Yeah. And they're like, they're actually usually the ones like when you're talking about, they're the vocal minority, they tend to be the most vocal minority. Like they're the Harry Potter fans that drive me crazy. Like the, the people who will talk about like Hermione and Harry or whatever, or like, yeah, they're, they're the ones that'll, they're the ones at a con that'll stand up and ask stupid fucking questions. Yeah. That like, these actors have no control over or no interest in. Kind yeah, of thing. Ex- exactly. And it's just like, why like that's not i don't okay whatever let's just shut up like just shut up like who gives a shit christy's about to defend it i can tell no yeah. no i was <laughs> it's so funny i would never have expected you guys to be bringing this up because it's it's so funny like i didn't know what shipping was until about a year and a half ago <laughs> i thought people oh. were literally talking about putting couples on boats i didn't get it <laughs> I was like, what do you mean? What do you mean you ship them? Like, they... What? And, like, it took... Someone had to explain it to me. And it is something that I have just been able to avoid. I don't know. I don't hear about... Whenever I hear the word, oh, I would ship these people, it does bother me as well. I'm like, just... Shh. Shh. Just say... Just say, if anything, just be like, I really wish that they dated. Don't use shitty jargon. Like, just... Oh, God. Like... eh. But yeah. I've I've been able to avoid shipping because I don't go on Tumblr or Reddit or anything like that. Um, it's it's become like I'm trying to think what the original one was. I remember it being like a really big deal in the Buffy kind of stuff, like Buffyverse, and mm-hmm. it's just like ugh, like who gives a shit? Like she's gonna end up with who Joss wants her to end up with. So stop talking about whatever. You know what it might have been? It might have been X Files actually. Now that I think about it, the Scully Mulder shippers. Yeah. I think those guys, I think they might have kind of really like brought it to the forefront. Yeah. I mean, the only thing about shipping that I kind of enjoy is that sometimes the fucking names they come up with are pretty fun. They're so funny. Like, there are some for uh, um, Tolkien stuff that are pretty good that came out around, or like really came to the forefront uh, when like the Hobbit movies were coming out. Like, there's uh, Durincest, which is like. (laughs) Feely, Keely, and Thorin, because they're all uh, descendants of Durin. Or, uh, or Bag and Shield, which is Frodo and uh, Thorin Oakenshield. Ah! Or uh, Bilbo. Bilbo and Thorin Oakenshield. I was going to say, Frodo? Yeah. Um, yeah, so, I mean, some of the names I can look at and genuinely appreciate and, you know, think, aha, that's kind of funny, but, but I never actually go in. Yeah, exactly. But then I don't go. I don't go in and fucking like read this shit. Although there are, I know there are certain like cons and stuff like that. Where I mean, they do this kind of tongue in cheek. They'll have like erotic readings of fan fiction and shit yeah. like that. But that's hilarious because it's funny and it's like it's it's mocking the yeah. seriousness of it. In mm-hmm. which case, anything like that can be funny, unless you're the writer. In which case, you should be a little, you know, hesitant about you what you should put on. Be ashamed for writing in the first place. But um. <laughs> but no, I like I I get enjoyment out of that too, Tim. Like I totally think it's it's funny when um you know, they come up with clever names or like when they're totally obtuse. 
You know, like you're like, oh, yeah. these are put together because it's so ridiculous. Like, that's funny. It's the people who take it seriously. And I think that's the resounding thematical element to our pet peeves is that it's people who take themselves so seriously. Yeah. Yeah, that's yeah, true. Yeah. Agreed. I mean, regardless of what you like, and I think that's maybe a good sort of closing note, you know, just know that as much as you might love it or whatever, not everybody does and not everybody should and just enjoy it for yourself and don't try and fucking push it on other people or be like too religion. obnoxious about it. Yeah. Yeah. Very much like religion. Or Mass Effect. <laughs> I'm going to push that on you till the day I die. <laughs> Which is Christie's religion. It's true. <laughs> Eris true. is That's my true. Jesus. <laughs> even sounds similar. I'm his Mary Magdalene. <laughs> You're his prostitute? I mean, sure. <laughs> All right. Well, with I that... I get paid for I it. Think... Why not? <laughs> With that, I think we'll end this. It's always fun when we get to do these uh, gripey episodes and air, air our fucking grievances. I think it's uh, nice to clear the air once in a while. If we have offended you, too bad. Suck it. Suck yeah. it. <laughs> if we have offended you, then you're probably taking whatever it is that you we offended you over too seriously. So just fucking take it easy. Um, and uh, yeah, thanks thanks for listening, everybody. Let us know your pet peeves. Yes, absolutely. Uh, let us know if there's stuff that we've missed uh, that you find s- fucking super annoying or uh, yeah, anything like that. Um, we we always like to hear from people. Um, and if you would like to let us know that on Twitter, you could do so at. Uh, at drd underscore podcast you can email us at dance robot dance podcast at gmail.com uh you can find us on facebook as well which is at dance uh, facebook.com slash dance robot dance podcast no spaces nothing and uh you can if you are not already subscribing to us you can do so on uh, stitcher or shout engine or itunes or google play store or lots of other places too i am told yeah wherever you get your podcast guys you can kind of find us now podcast addict also has us if you're looking on your phone all right yeah there too whatever that is 